Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 166. Five? Five? 165. Five. The Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. My favorite rum, your favorite rum. Tom hates our slogan. When I say Parse, you say rum. Parse. Rum. rum. Yeah. Oh, Tom quit. still said it. He's into it. He's into he still it. Likes um, it. I just thought we could workshop maybe a better one. We had some comments on the YouTube with a couple different suggestions. People were saying maybe you just say the first part and then you just know to say rum after it, you know, rather than saying it again. So instead the of saying, that when I say parse, you say that's, rum, the, that's still saying, the same slogan, Tom. But it's just half of it. It's, so you just know to say rum instead of having to say parse again. That's what everyone does already, though. No one says parse. I want people to say parse. Did anybody come up with a new slogan, Tom? No, it was mostly comments about trying to improve the current one, I guess. Ugh. I think we're doing great. Me too. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> I guess we start with London. Got to start with London. Start with but London? the thing is, well, you got to, yeah. We, should we wait for Zach though? No. He's going to have a million questions. He's going to have a million questions for you about it. Okay. Well, all right. For the listeners, Zach is coming back from his game. He will join us shortly. But they had a little bit of a later bus. Dakota's got an early bus tomorrow. So we're getting it. We're getting it rolling. Let's start. We're talking about today. The Cubbies played today. Smoke index. We had wildfires from Canada. No, if the rest of the country is experiencing this. Chicago had the worst air quality in the world today. And we just played a we just played a way ago. What was uh, your what was your air quality number? Tom, be ready to laugh in his face. There's no way it was as bad as New York's. No, but it was 250. I think oh. New York was what was New York? Three what? Four. New York, New York got up to like four fifteen very briefly. It was mostly in the three hundreds, but there was a point where it spiked up to like four fifteen. And I guess that is you guys had in three hundred, so two fifty was nothing. It I we played. <laughs> I'm we not played. saying it was nothing. I'm saying yeah, it's not had, a big deal. Had, it's not a big deal. No, don't we worry, had a don't game worry about canceled. my lungs. We had a game canceled because of it. That we didn't. So we. We went and played. The whole city was was just one big cloud today, and and we played the game. It you could you could taste it. Obviously, yeah. you could smell it. You could taste it. And by the time the game was over, I showered and came out. I felt like I had smoked a cigar for three hours. No, so when it when we were in Pennsylvania, when they were all along the west coast or the east coast, sorry, and I went out and like did sprints. Oops, weird brag. Just getting better. Um, I was doing sprints and I did like six, and I like couldn't catch my breath. I'm like, all right. I'm not like a world-class sprinter, but I'm in better shape than this. And this I didn't know that that was why. But when it first happened, I was like, what's going on here? Like, I'm in better shape than this. Yeah. the uh, I don't think it's going to get much better tomorrow. Should be a little bit better, but not much. The uh, There he is. It, it, was a weird, it was a weird deal. And it was so smoky in the like 7th, 8th, 9th once it got dark. Yeah. You notice it when it's dusk. There was a, there was a fly ball to right. And it went up, and as soon as it went off the bat, it's like, nope, nope, don't see it, don't see it. <laughs> Say I caught it, it was fine, but it was like, if a ball gets hit high to me, I'm not gonna see it until it hits me in the face. Boy, boys, talking air quality. Yeah, talking he air said, quality. He said he goes, Chicago had the worst air quality in the world. I said, what was your number? He said 250. I said, New York was in the 400s. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> Didn't were you there? Did you guys? You were you guys? Got we were, no, we were in Philly when it happened when we got smoked out. And it was bad. Like, what we, was your number? Uh, uh, it was three something. Got to get to the threes to get bang. That's the magic number. Yeah. Because so the next day it happened too, because we had to play on an off day. 
So we stayed another day and it was like the same number, but it was like two thirty. It was like a little bit less the next day. And they were like, yeah, we've played in this before. Sorry. Um, but like the day before when we got banged, you couldn't see the Philly skyline. It was like, it was oh, just yeah. completely, completely gone from home plate or from the stands behind home plate. I was driving on Lakeshore today and you get like, yeah, you, you got barely past the city and it was gone. Is but, it still from the um, Canada fires? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ian was saying it felt like he smoked a pack of cigarettes <laughs> by the end of the day. Dude, it's weird. The first, when we played, I after the first inning, because we didn't do BP or anything, I was like, my throat kind of hurts. And they were like, <laughs> yeah, man. And like my eye kept twitching. They're like, hey, man, like it's probably from the smoke. I, uh, we were going out. We were about to run out into the field and like, Oh, wildfire's coming from Canada it means the wind's blowing straight in. Wind's blowing <laughs> in for the boys today, which is nice. Um, our good friend got called up. Our Very good young. friend, J.Y., got called up. Jared, Did he play? No. Nope. Didn't get I texted him. I said, what are we doing? Let's get that bat in the lineup. No, oh, they Suarez, they, Suarez pitched for you guys. For yeah, they went, they went Suarez to Soto to Kimbrel. So we'll see what Hey, J.Y. Jay, well, we'll get you tomorrow. No, we'll he, said, they they that one. he said they told him, like, be ready in the ninth to pinch hit against Kimbrel. And I think that's one where he's like, ah, that's all right. I'm good. I'm good today. Maybe, maybe just get me in there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they, Dude, I, faced, I faced Kimbrel when we played Philly. I didn't get the bat off my shoulder for five pitches. Um, and it was just like coming from I, – I knew what he was going to do, but then he flipped a curveball in, like, the third or fourth pitch, and I was like, I can't hit you, man. You're good. <laughs> I, I think you just have to sell out. You have to sell out and just you have to commit starts. to one pitch and be to. like, I hope to. this is it. That's dude. That's what I did against Duran the other day too. I faced him twice, and then he threw me three curveballs. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Cover 103 and then 85? It's not. It's not going to happen. I faced I faced Kimbrel in I faced Kimbrel in L.A. last year, and he threw me a curveball down and in, and I hit it 500 feet just foul. I'm like, all right, got him off that one. He goes right back to it, dude. <laughs> and he said, I don't ticket. care. Like, he what said, are you I doing, <laughs> dude? I that's again. So Duran threw it one, two the other day. Good, like bastard pitch. I took it like almost bounced, didn't bounce. And I'm like, all right, good. Check that box. He's not throwing it again. Throws it again. And I'm like flailing at it. I'm like, I'm not going to lose one minute of sleep over this because I can't do anything about it. I've had I've had a few of those this year where like you spit on what you think is their best breaking yep. ball. And then you're like, here comes a heater right yep. back to it. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you like, doing? It's the wrong pitch. By the way, you Bang. want to talk about someone who's nasty right now? Otani, second homer of the night as we're recording right now. He also just struck out 10. We were watching it on the bus because Nevin's um, on our team and his dad's a manager. And I asked him, I was like, hey, does your dad ever call you like once in a, like, once in a while and be like, hey, man, like Otani is ridiculous. And he was like, honestly, he does it pretty often. Well, did you see after his first homer, he came in, I saw like a video, I think talking baseball tweeted it. And he's just like, like, instead of going down the dugout for high fives, he just kind of like, did like air fives. He's like, I got to go pitch. Like, I don't have time to go down and high five all you like guys. Like what? What the fuck, bro? <laughs> he's going to get paid, paid. Okay. We were having this convo on the bus. Where do you even start? 400. Blank minimum. check. That's, that's no. laughable though. It's got to be five or six. It has to be. He's he's top three in the hitter did, and as a pitcher. Did you see Trout? Whatever. I don't know what Betts, Betts has. Is it a podcast or a video and a podcast thing that he's doing? I don't know. It's not the compound. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I think it's Agreed. something like that. <laughs> Amen, he, Zach. Uh, 
he had tr- he had Trout on and asked Trout what how much it was going to be. It, was that? Yeah, it, it's got to be half a billion at least, right? Bro, I mean, bro, he. I think he Glass. Walk- I think maybe Glass now. Maybe Rose has Glass now too. Yes, and he said it has to start with a six. Yeah, Glass now said it would start with a six, and then I, maybe the thing with Trout was like, but can any team like do it? Can, like, can you even give things? a guy that much? Or do you just give him like four four years? Like three hundred dollars. He's gonna get. He's gonna take the long. He's gonna take the big long deal because it's like, how long can you do that for? You have to guarantee. Yeah, but okay, but if you're a team, you can say, "Hey, we'll give you four years. You are doing a lot to your body by pitching every fifth day and hitting every day, and then we can revisit after four years. You can hit but, free agency." But he's again. gonna say, "No, I want." Like Ian said, he's gonna want the security of like. No, right, like, but what, what if, if what if are they going to pay him a hundred million dollars a year? You can't Bro, do that. I mean, there you can goes pay your, him. Then no, the rest of I'm the saying, team is only going to make a hundred. You have to fill out the rest of the team. You're telling no, I I totally agree, but like, there's not going to be a very long list of teams who are going to give him six hundred million dollars. I think but somebody only takes one. Somebody will spread it out. Somebody will try to take the big number and spread it out as long as they can to bring the AAV down so they can pay other players. And he is making like a zillion more dollars off the field right now too with his endorsements. And so does he go somewhere where he wants to win and will take a little bit less or is he going like, Hey, I am going to be the greatest baseball player to ever live. It's I think it has to be 500. He's also 28. So like what's, what's the most, I mean, you can't go. Wait, wait, time out. He's what? He's 20. He's my age. All right. He turns 29 next week. I will say, but yeah, they'll give him, they'll give him 10 to 12 years and it'll be, I don't, I don't think they give him 10 to 12 if he's he's pitching. And I I don't think so. I think they give him 10 to 12 at 50. But the thing is though, Zach, like I get like teams don't want to, but like to get them, a team's going to do it to get them. Like you think if the Yankees can find a way, they're not going to say here's 10 for 500. God. Yeah, no, I agree, but like I, I just think <laughs> Thomas. Look at Tom's little grin. Tom's like, ooh, ooh. how quick yeah. is that jersey bought, Tom? How quick? Oh, I mean, like I bankrupt my own. I don't care how much money's in my <laughs> bank account. There are times where I might not be able to afford it. Wouldn't matter. Let's go in the red <laughs> to get it. I think if Hal needs some money, I'll give him whatever I got in the bank account to get it. Tom, <laughs> it's not much. I love that. You know what he could endorse? What can he endorse? Manscaped. If you haven't already heard, the leaders in below the waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary Beard Hedger Pro kit. Brand new. Oh, and they have the uh, Weed Whacker 2.0. Uh, Dakota, are you, uh, you use, use the Beard Hedger Pro? I do. It's got the adjustable settings. Adjustable settings. Manscaped.com using our code COMPOUND, 20% off plus free shipping for the beard hedger pro you can also get the oh this pro kit the pro kit with the beard hedger pro comes with uh beard shampoo and conditioner which we all need uh the beard oil and the beard balm so you got anything anything you could ever need and then there's three free gifts beard brush comb scissors so you can make your beard be looking good all the time 20 percent off free shipping code compound at manscaped.com Zach, talk about London. I was going to say, Zach, before you got on, he tried to talk about London. I said, you know, Zach's going to have 20 million questions. You got to wait for him. No, I don't. I mean, he answered a bunch of them. I know I you'll be interested to hear it. Yeah. No, Zach doesn't care. Zach doesn't care. London was cool. 
it was a, a really cool experience. The uh, paycheck we got was in, great. What? Every, for, for everybody. The paycheck was fantastic for everybody. That was nice. Um, the, <laughs> the travel, we got in Thursday morning, and then we had Thursday to kind of stay awake and explore, uh, and we got to kind of walk around and see the city a little bit. We were, I think where we were staying was kind of the Times Square of London. We were like in the, we're kind of in the heart of it. Um, but it was really easy to walk around and see stuff. Um, got to go to Westminster Abbey the first night, which was like crazy. The history there. Um, and it was really a beautiful place. London is super cool, super cool spot. And then Friday, 9, 9 a.m. buses, 9.30 buses to the ball yard to, for a full workout. So we were kind of there all day got back to the hotel like four so that day was kind of a full work day um but nice to see the field and get to be out there and kind of get acclimated did they try and knight you after your first game i would love you know lewis hamilton got knighted sir lewis hamilton it would be so cool to be a sir i I put in my notes for this week i had two total notes and the first one said sir ian app i mean how you've hit some cool homers that's got to be top both of them have to be like yeah, it was, I mean, it was pretty cool. It was just, it was a, it was a really cool atmosphere. You know, there's fifty four thousand the first day, fifty five thousand the second day. You know, the it was, at, the it was at West Ham, right? West Ham United. Yeah, which is London Stadium. Mm-hmm. They built it for the Olympics, so they built it for the Olympics, and I think it was a track and field venue. So they built it so no air would, no wind would be there to affect the speed of the runners. So it's this kind of circular shape with an overhang. So and gets really cooks in there. Second day was day game and it was hot on the turf. But um just to get the scoring started, I think, and kind of like jumpstart the offense. And then we had obviously a great day after that. But don't don't give me the you know the cliche answer. Like you homered in a different country, bro. Like that's it was a sick. cool it was a cool homer. It's a really cool homer. It was electric. And then like the second one. Now that like hanging curveball, no, did you know it right away? I don't, it wasn't way back, right? The I don't even one, know if the that, first one I don't was know, crushed. I don't know if I'd call it a hanger. I'd call it. I say I think Ian went down and got it a little bit. I don't know about a hanger. He was down and in the uh, the first one was one hundred five at twenty nine, and the second one was one hundred four at thirty something thirty. Ideal, nice. It was That'll nice. Play. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I had a lot of people come up to me on our team and say, "Hey, you see your boy?" I say, "Oh yeah, that's not yeah." Uh, multiple people were like, "Oh, Happer." How was the viewing experience in the States? Did you guys watch in the morning? Zach, were you at the ball yard? Yeah, we were at the field. Um, I was just watching as I was kind of eating and doing stuff. Um, I didn't have the TV on, um, but it was cool. I mean, it was a normal game. It was cool. It looked – the field looked small. Um, I don't know if that was because there were so many people, but, I mean, it was still 330 and then, what, 392 to center? Like yeah, it was just, 387 in the gaps and 392 to center with like a pretty big center field wall. Yeah, the, so I mean, played, the center field I mean, wall was huge. How far did yours go? Do you know? They didn't have the actual distance. They just had the numbers off the bat. Got it. Um, so they didn't, yeah, have, they didn't have actual distance. But it was, I mean, I hit the two. Dansby hit one the first day, and that was it for the homers. Yeah, so they didn't, did they, did they, uh, they didn't try to entertain the juice ball again for the. Uh, Don't think so. No, that's what somebody said. Like you guys are blowing them out, and I was like, "Yeah, but it's 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 one side. It's not like both teams are." No, there weren't balls flying all over. I mean, Willie hit Wilson hit a ball to center 
like 22 at 104 and a half for the didn't hit get to the wall hit another ball at hit another ball at 102 didn't get to the wall uh arenado got him pretty good to left center didn't get to the wall like there was it wasn't like it was just flying out all over the place we had a couple some guys had a couple balls hard to right field that didn't didn't get there like it wasn't it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it, even in BP, it didn't feel like it was playing small. I think in 19, the fences were eight or 10 feet shorter in the gaps and in center in 19, but the balls were so different, dude. They were so dude. different. Tom, what were those scores of that game? Those games? First one was 17 13. Uh, I believe the second one was like 12 8. But yeah, first one was a good, it was an NFL score. I mean, it was like, what if the Jaguars <laughs> played there? It was, a, it was two touchdowns and a field goal. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know they were pretty worried about that happening again. It, it definitely wasn't, definitely wasn't like that. Um, this go around the, the surface was interesting. It was pretty bouncy turf. And it was hot. Uh, did you did you get noticed around London much? No. Nah. Well, I didn't there was know a there was ton a of, of Cubs fans. There stuff. was a ton of Cubs fans. Over yeah, there. yeah. I mean, got recognized a little bit by Cubs fans, but not like if they That's were. That's what I'm saying. Just shirt. like walking around, like the first day you had time to explore. Oi, mate, are you Ian Hop? <laughs> no, but it wasn't like that. It was like somebody from Chicago. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, uh, the uh, the Ricketts rented out a bar that was kind of like down the street from our hotel. It was like around the corner down the street. And they named it the Cubs Pub for a couple of days. And so they were hosting like fan events and then had it for us uh, one night. And so we walked by it at a packed time and... There was a lot of. I mean, that is such a fans. like layup for MLB with two of the most like historic franchises to have over there. Like the last two of them, Yankees, Red Sox, and then Cardinals, Cubs. Like those people travel so well. Like yeah, a, I mean, a, Cub, a Cubs pub, like that will be filled instantly. It was a really cool. The first, so we walked out. I don't know if you saw it. We walked out like they do at a soccer game. So we had like little kids with us. And then they played both anthems and definitely like the first day, like super cool. I always, I love a good anthem, um, but like standing there on the line and having kind of the full anthem with 55,000 people was, was really cool. And then the first day it was a little bit better day for the Cubbies because we were, we were kind of rolling them. And the, uh, in like the seventh, they played Sweet Caroline and everybody sang like to get like 55,000 people were singing the song and I was playing catch and I just stopped and was like, Whoa, this is pretty cool. How was it? Uh, how was it being mic'd up? You're mic'd up for game two, right? I was mic'd up, um, had the mic on and then I was going to do the top of the third or the bottom of the third, bottom of the third. I was doing the talk back and I had it in my ear. That thing is my ears don't really hold, uh, microphones or, or earpiece as well don't even hold airpods well and so that thing is in there and whenever i do it i'm always kind of like like pushing it back in or adjusting it and so i think it was new bar hit a ball down the third baseline and i went to get it and kind of had to make a throw in to keep him at first as soon as i took a step it started to fall out it came out i punted it <laughs> right into my foot and i punted it they'd asked me maybe one and a half questions and the turf was so shiny and I don't, I didn't know where it went. So it was, that was the interview. It was over. And you're like, I don't have time to look for this. I just, I, yeah, I was like, I don't have time to look for this. I can't find it. I can't see it. And so on the mic, I was like, guys uh, fell out of my ear and I kicked it. So I can't hear you at all. 
That's perfect. And that was the end of the interview. And usually, like, if if I do something like that, like, I'll the mic is fine. It doesn't really. It doesn't like the setup. It kind of wraps around, goes through your jersey, and then the the battery packs on your belt, and it doesn't mess with you when you're playing. But just for like, you don't want to be mic'd all game because you want kind of the freedom to don't go about your day when it's over. So usually I rip the whole thing out when I'm done. And so, you know, I came out, ripped the whole thing out and uh, went back out there in the fourth. And the guy was like, Hey, do you want to do it the next inning? We have a replacement. It's like already ripped the whole set out. So sorry. That's sorry. Uh, that's the end of it. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. I'll, not, not my best performance on, on the mic, but always cool. Stat, did you see the stat that it was Goldschmidt's fifth country? That he played again. Yeah, bananas, huh? He's insane, been that's insane. Seen them all. That is insane. I think they're going to do. They're going back to London next year. There's rumors that they'll they might do like Paris after that, and then there's Ooh. and then there's uh there's talk of maybe like Japan coming up in in a few years. They're going to keep doing like cool venues and cool cities, and it's a it's way. a fun experience. I think it's it's um. It's definitely a lot with the three off days and then coming back and the playing and the travel and stuff, but you know, it's good experience for, for the players. And then it's great to just keep playing these games in different places. I mean, put it this way. You just got to wait and schedule that Japan game and find out where Shohei signs and then just put the game like he yeah, needs seriously. whatever team he's on is going like it yeah. should be that simple. It's kind of what it feels like. It, it has to be like that just makes sense because it'd be electric. Yeah. They did Japan game not too long ago, right? To start the season, 2019 yes. they did because that yeah. was Ichiro. Remember if you guys remember played mm-hmm. uh, like one or two last games for the Mariners. I don't know if they've done it since then. That's the last one I can remember. What year was that? 19. 19. Yeah, they were all in 19, and then everything got shut down, and now we're just starting it again. Right? That makes sense. The weird one they did was uh, a guy on my team, Connor Owens. His brother is uh, Chris Owens, plays in the big leagues, and he played in when they played in Australia. And they did that one like in spring training. They like went and played those games. They were regular season games and then came back and played like more spring training games. What are like, I don't know if that ideas. makes I mean, sense. That's what they would have to do for Japan too. Japan would be like Just start of the, the travel. Season. Yeah, because of the travel. Like you'd have to do it start of the season before like right at the end of spring before you get going. Yeah, true. Any other London questions for me? What was the coolest place you visited? Like non other than Westminster Abbey, obviously, but like. What was like the coolest spot you saw? I mean, Westminster Abbey was a cool spot. Check no, out some I'm, pubs. No comparison. Yeah, some pubs. It was is it's interesting. Uh, the pubs they like people get off work and then they'll go to the pub and get a beer and then stand in the street and drink the beer like in the street. What do they no do? Rules with the glass? There. Huh? What do they do with the glass then? There's somebody from the pub that comes and collects them. So you just stand out, you just get your beer, you go outside, you stand out there with a glass, and you drink your beer on the street. It's kind of sad. Kind of down for that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. I like that. I, I'm not a huge beer guy. It's the most beer I've had in like a three-day, four-day span. I, I, I'd go as far. I don't know if I've ever seen you drink a beer, and we lived together for like three months. I don't know if I ever saw you drink are you, a beer. Are you like a post-game beer ever, like in the locker room or anything? Pacifico when we're in San Diego. I like good Pacifico. <laughs> Pacifico is good. Uh, but like you don't post game glass of wine. Peroni's the beer in it's like an Italian beer, I think. Yeah. I mean, dude, you just don't have like a Coors Light. What do you think he was going to say? Coors it's Light. London, you know dude. They're not doing to? Coors Light. I'm not saying in London. I'm saying post game in general, like during the season. 
No. Zach, you're telling me this guy's never had a natty light? Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Let's let's go <laughs> live a little. Like they did have post game after the last game, they did have bush lights in the in the clubhouse. Yeah. That's great. Um, Tom, can you tell us about this uh, this article that you sent to us? Can you intro this article? Yeah. Is the article brought to us by Andy? Should we do our second ad? Do you know who it's brought to you by? It's brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make me look good. They make you look good. They make Dakota look good. They make Zach look good. They make Tom look good. They make everybody look good. Their stretched khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look, which is what we're all looking for. Mm -hmm. They're also anti-stick sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash the compound birddogs.com slash the compound for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash the compound. If you're watching on the YouTube, it looks like this. Nice. I had it Sick. in my backpack. I had it in my backpack. I just, I just got it today. The article that we were talking about was uh, from Alex uh, Palovich. I hope I said that name right. Uh, from NBC Sports San Francisco, just talking about the it's the article title is I'll put it in the description of the episode in case people want to read it as well. How behind the scenes staff helps rookies make impact because the Giants have had an extraordinary, extraordinary number of rookies play a big impact for them. I think they've had like eight or nine guys who are playing somewhat regularly who are rookies. Um, and it was talking about how they the process of and all the people behind the scenes from the guy who gets the tickets for the family members. One guy, I think Casey Schmidt asked for 50 tickets for his family. They were talking about the process of the Giants pay for three family members, uh, first class ticket and, and hotel to get them to the game. And then they were talking about all the, the people involved on the support side in terms of just, they were talking about, they planned a huge trip for 130 players, coaches, and family members to Disneyland uh, for one of the road trips this year. So they just, all the different support staff involved in helping make a big league team run. And obviously I thought you guys might have good insight into that. And that's not something that the fans get to hear a lot about. I know those are people that you guys would probably want to shout out as well. Cause they do a lot of great work to help you guys. BJ Welcome Go. to the show. 50 tickets. You're playing for free for a couple of days. Well, that's what I, that the first thing that came to mind, remember Bodie debuted in Colorado and he's from there. He had like 200 people there or something. I, I swear when something we crazy, when we went to Philly, Frank, the tank, Frank Schwindel had uh, like multiple sections full of people playing for free for a few days. I don't think people realize too, that you have to pay for all. You don't just like, don't just get infinite tickets. Like you pay for every ticket that you give. So if somebody asks you for four tickets, the players pay for the tickets. The team don't pay for the tickets. You don't get a pass list. I thought, I mean, I, I, you guys don't get like in the minor leagues. Yeah. You do. They don't charge you, but in the big leagues, you get charged right. for all the tickets. So whenever, even if you're, wife comes to the game you're paying for your ticket not I've full heard, price obviously i've heard like, some teams um you'll get one for free which is usually for your significant other or like a family member but i'm not sure which teams do that but do the go tigers do that i'm not sure you'll know at the end you'll know at the end of the year when you check the paycheck and uh <laughs> jimmy's and jimmy's ticket was coming out every time so send the bill to her send the bill to fallon this is this is timely because we just we just did the London thing and the logistics of that are insane and we have haven't been anywhere else don't know any place else 
our traveling secretary VJ is the best in the okay. world and the title traveling secretary does not you would think that that person just does travel way more than that way more they do you know VJ does everything and dinner reservations shows tickets, concerts tickets, yeah cars you know whatever all of the logistics that you could imagine and, you know, gets the team from point A to point B, hotel rooms, room keys. If there's an issue in the middle of the night, he's the one everybody's calling. And he put together this London trip for us. He had to fly to London in the off season to go see the hotel, to do everything. Like he has to see all of these venues that we go to before we go to them, you know, and that's coordinating with the people from MLB who are asking him a million questions about how the players are going to get there. What are they going to do? And, um, it was exceptional, you know, just the accommodations and everything. And that's, I mean, every day, if you think about the big league schedule, every day you have two, three, four, five buses going to the field at different times, returning from the field at different times. You're coordinating the, when the plane gets in, buses are there, people are getting to their rooms, everything. Like, it's ridiculous. I don't think he sleeps. I don't think he's slept in years. <laughs> um, but the everything with London you know, the amount of time and effort that went into that from that's and the, the back end and, you know, Danny Mueller and the clubhouse staff, the jerseys and the patches and the helmet stickers and making sure everything gets authenticated after the game and then goes to wherever it needs to go. The packing going through customs, like all of that. And it's every single time we travel everywhere, everywhere we go. And those dudes, I don't think people realize like we got back at four in the morning. I was back in my condo at like four, four forty-five or whatever time. Those guys had to stay for an extra three, four hours to unpack the entire team full of stuff. And that's they I don't think they got home until eight in the morning or something. And like they do that every time we travel. It's ridiculous. So like the amount of people that go into putting on a baseball game and the production uh is ridiculous. And I know that the Giants um, Abe over there, who was the visiting clubhouse guy, who is now their traveling secretary, is exceptional. I know that he was um, kind of the first person in the article, but that's, you know, we have a great staff that does all that stuff, but a lot of teams have, you know, amazing people that are behind the scenes making sure that everything is kind of lined up for, for guys to go play. It's crazy because they're like, they literally, everything they do is just making your life easier. Like they do all the stuff outside the field that you either don't know how to do, or like, just would make, like, it's just tough for you to have to do. Like you said, like VJ will get you like a dinner reservation. If you need it somewhere, he'll set you up with concert tickets. If you want to go to that, like, it's all like the little things that, like you said, no one realizes, like, you don't go and do that yourself. Like it's all these other clubhouse workers and staff that help make everything run outside of the baseball field. And that was kind of the point of the Giants article too, was that they were saying they like, especially with rookies coming up, that was kind of the emphasis. Of the article was that they wanted the players. Obviously you're going to be so nervous to make your debut and you have so many things going on that they don't want them thinking about, okay, how are my parents getting there? How is my girlfriend getting there? Who am I getting tickets for that? They, ask for one person of contact in your family and then that's it you're not involved anymore and, and it's just the giants organization and as you mentioned dakota the whole point is to try to allow these guys to go out and play and not have to think about the 50 other things zach i wanted to ask you you obviously made your, your debut 21 still kind of COVID. it was like april 20 yeah it was really yeah. what was that experience like for you with in trying to get your family there i, I know we talked about it a little bit at the time but it was 
I remember your mom had like, didn't you hit like a deer? Yeah, those they hit a short. deer. And that, that's, you know, they, especially my parents, they didn't want me to worry about anything for that. Um, same thing. Like I just told our travel secretary, Brian, who's great. Um, I just told him like, Hey, these are the people that's coming. And he was like, all right, all good. We'll take care of it. Like I had no idea that they hit a deer until after the game. Like I didn't talk to them once I, once I knew that they were on the road and like in the air, I didn't talk to them. I said, Hey, I'll see you. They said the same thing. Like, Hey, don't worry about us. We'll see you when we see you. We'll get there when we get there. Um, and you know, to your point, Ian, they were, I mean, they do the most stuff ever. Everybody who is behind the scenes, like you can even see when you go to a new stadium or even if you're just walking like in the tunnel somewhere, like how many little offices there are everywhere, how many, you know, compartments there are for this, that and the other. Like, it, it's funny. I always think that we have unlimited shit because like you ask for something and it's there like within seconds, no matter what it is, if it's for you, if it's for somebody else, like there's no questions. It's just like, yep, I got you. Let me put your number on it. And that's just like the on-field stuff. And, you know, like my family, whenever they come, same thing. Like I don't have to worry about them getting on a bus. My girlfriend, same thing. Like it's, they are so taken care of. The security is great. Like we had somebody today at our hotel trying to bombard Miggy and like just absolutely as soon as he saw him going to him, he'd like kind of beeline towards him. And it's just something that I never think about. Like no one's going to, you know, try to bombard me but like they are on top of that shit they have to be and they just don't let anything slide by and they're always they're always i feel like all of those people have the best attitudes like i don't know if they're ever in a bad mood dude like if i ask i'm like hey hey brian i'm sorry i i didn't ask the tickets or like i didn't put the request in he's just like yeah all good like what do you got and like i feel like an asshole because they are always doing something Always, always doing something whether it's a clubby like the travel secretary our scouting people like from the moment you walk to the field or on like in the locker room into the wherever they are working they are doing something they're setting up for the next travel the next uh road trip where we're staying um like we get up we get our itineraries like a week or two in advance and i i almost just like right I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Like, why am I getting this? But it's just like, they have to be that far ahead of the, of schedule because in case something happens or if people are getting tickets there, it's just like, yep, it's right here. Here we go. Like, it's just such a smooth sailing thing. Do you guys do comp ticks? Yes. So we don't even do comp ticks. You just tell VJ. Ugh. So you tell our traveling secretary how many tickets you need and who you need them for and send them a text. And there's obviously times throughout the season where you forget and then last minute. So like you're 30 minutes or an hour before the game, you're like, oh my God, I'm the worst person in the world. And every time it's like, don't worry about it. No problem. I got you. And it's just like, you feel like the worst, but I security is a good one. Those guys, they map out every hotel. They know where the exit points are. They know where the high traffic areas are. They know where to be. You know, those guys, the amount of time that, the clubhouse guys and the security guys and traveling secretaries and the video staff. And like the amount of time that they actually spend working at the field, like our security, when we're on the road, our security guys, I go get a coffee at 9am. They're down there. Yeah. They're in the lobby. They're working. They're making sure that you're getting in and out. Okay. The clubhouse guys, staff, they're always on the first bus, which is, you know, could be an hour, two hours before, you know, the players are getting to the field. You know, they're, 
just always there working and it doesn't go unnoticed by the players. But I think the fans don't really understand how much happens kind of behind the scenes to make the things run. When I debuted, my whole family was in Salt Lake with me because uh, I was playing AAA and we have family there. And it was I had a three o'clock game that I was debuting in, in St. Louis. And it was going to be hard to get me there for the game because of the flight situation. So I got really lucky and it was an awesome experience, but the Cubs booked a private plane. And so I flew from St. Louis or from Salt Lake in a private plane to St. Louis to debut. And my whole family got to travel on the plane. Tell us your first rounder without telling us your first round. Right. I mean, it was a, it was an amazing experience and an amazing you know, gesture by the Cubs, but it was, it was, it was because of the logistical challenges of actually like getting there. Cause the flights, you know, just didn't make any sense to be able to get in to St. Louis before, you know, in time for a three o'clock game, but it was, you know, just amazing. And, and whenever you need a hotel room for extra people on the road, there's always, Oh, Hey, my brother, my mom's coming to Pittsburgh. Like I need another room. Like it's always taken care of. And that's, you know, players pay for it but the fact that it's booked and done another thing like behind the scenes i know like growing up i would always think like oh my god like these guys have a new pair of cleats new pair of batting gloves every single game and like you know there may be some people out there who do but like i don't and my cleats look white every single game and like there's somewhere if i play in rain or if like my jersey is absolutely disgusting i'm like i mean there's just no way you're getting out like you're getting this out of this and Next day, just perfectly white, perfectly clean. I love I love going into I'm really close with Danny Mueller, who's listens to the pod. And, you know, I love going into his office. I walked in today when I first got there and they were looking at Adbert's road jersey because the red from the number had bled into the white lining around the jersey. And they were trying to decide if it was playable or if you need a new one. And they were like, I think he's going to need a new one. Yeah, but yeah. they, you know, it's just all of those little things. Um, I always really enjoy trying to find Danny on the road and seeing where his workspace is, because a lot of the times on the road, it's not an office. It's like one of the trunks, the one of the travel trunks. Yeah in a back closet with a fold-up chair and he's like you know putting in orders for jerseys or bats or whatever and it is always so funny to find the different places and and where he kind of stows away also your bags just show up in your room like you drop them off at the field so like we have a travel day we pull in so we have a one o'clock game we pull into our parking garage and like as soon as you pull in all the bags are there this is at like 8 30, 9 o'clock in the morning. You don't see that bag again until someone's knocking on your door way hours later saying, Hey, here's your bag. Like it's just the little things that are probably so easy for them. They just make it so seamless. It's cool seeing the visiting clubhouse staff at all the places too, because like you get to know the visiting staff yep. and like they'll they unpack your bag when it gets in from the airport. So you get in from the airport, the closed bags go to the hotel and then yep. you're baseball bag goes to the field and those guys unpack it and then you know they're around doing all the stuff for you when you're on the road you know one or two clubbies will travel with the team from the home staff but the visiting guys in different cities like the pittsburgh guys are like they're just like so pittsburgh and then you have like all the different cities you know and it's like people from that city and it's it's cool to get to know everybody kind of as you go around 
I don't know if you've ever met the Yankees. Have you played at the stadium? I mean, the, the Yankees guys, that's like the Kakuza family's been, it's been passed down. It's like a legacy position at the Yankees, which is really cool too. The Yankees have an unbelievable road set up where the food is incredible and the visiting, um, like dining hall or cafeteria, or whatever is fantastic. And there's one dude that just stands there and like, Make sure that you're taken care of and like takes plates and like it'll ask you if you need anything. That visiting setup is absurd. We were just talking about that. Have you been to Texas, Ian? Not yet, no. Dude, they have like eight guys here, and you're in the you're in the cafeteria. As soon as you take your last bite, that plate is gone from in front of you. They're like, "Oh, I got you, sir." I'm like, "No, no, no. I, I'm good. I'm all good." Like yesterday, I shower and I have two towels just at my feet. And I'm just like washing off and like I turn around to my locker quick and like I'm getting my shirt on and I turn around gone. And I'm like and I see him walking away and I'm like, dude, like, let me grab it. It's all good. I can grab it. But they are just so on top of things, dude. Zach, is your only beef um, with the clubhouse staff that they won't let you change numbers? Dude, I gave up on that two years ago. You've just accepted it? Yeah, I actually said that yesterday. I said, I hope this is my last year with 59. Well, Zach, do you know this? I looked this up one time. I've been waiting to drop this fact on the pod. Do you know someone else who's worn 59 for the Detroit Tigers? I thought you were going to say 59 in general, and I was just going to no. say, no, Scott Efrost. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Justin Verlander made his debut in Believe in 59. Ooh. Wow. So maybe, maybe we're Ever heard of him? Ever heard wow. of him? Now, he wow. did switch numbers later, but he did he came up. I'm seeing similar think, career trajectory. I think I asked the wrong person when I did it. And I didn't really put my foot down, kind of, but whatever. If you were going to change numbers, what would you go to? If you don't like it, if you don't like it, play better. You know, that's what it comes down to. Um, I have, I have a few. Like four, four was open. It's not. I think okay. I, I, I don't. Who took it? They're dead. No. Who took it? Um, and then who took four? Bo Brisky did. He's a reliever for us. He's a pitcher. Um, they don't take single digits. Yeah, learn that. I learned that in spring, um, but I, I mean, I asked right before the lockout and then there, he was like, yeah, you know, like, I'll see what I can do. Like, give me a few, give me a few numbers and I'll get back to you. Didn't hear anything about it. Walk into spring training, five nines hanging right on my, on my locker. And I'm like, ah, well, that's what happens. But then we can't call you ZS five nine. If you change numbers, like, like ZS4. Hey, today there was somebody behind during BP or during ground balls. Had the the ZS five nine shirt on. I was just gonna say I meant to, I meant to bring it home and wear it on the pod today. It's in my lock. I wear it in my locker. I wear it when I work out before the game. I'm talking about. I work out and we're not allowed to wear it on the field, but I wear it when I work out. It's good stuff. You know what else you should wear when you work out? Bruce Bolts. Bruce Bolts shorts. Ooh, should rock some shorts because they are made of super lightweight four way stretch material. They're perfect for BP. Working out or just hang out. Basically, Lululemon, Viore type quality, but made for athletes. Come in two different lengths, five inch, which Dakota would wear, and the seven inch, bunch of different colors. Go buy yours at brucebolt.us and get the best gear in the game. You can also go to brucebolt.us and get my batting gloves with the lightning bolt on them. You can get them in the white, you can get them in the baby blue, whatever you want. Actually, Cool thing that happened to me. Hall of Fame asked for something from the uh, London game where I hit a couple of homers and uh, oh. I gave him my Bruce Bolt batting gloves that I wore during the game. That's awesome. 
So the Bruce Bolts are headed to the Hall of Fame, which is See, super, part super of me, cool. Is that is that was that tough to do? No. Yeah, I guess. We got to get a listener. If, I mean, that'll probably go up soon. I'd imagine they want to get that exhibit up since it's timely. If any, if any, we get a picture of that. Somebody said, yeah, we do yeah, need yeah. a picture of that. We do need a picture of that. So if anybody's in, at the hall, you can get a picture of the Bruce Bolts in there. I actually need to reach out to somebody and make sure I get a photo because that was super, super cool. Anytime awesome. I said this, but any if the Hall of Fame asks you for something and you are able to put something in the Hall of Fame for however long it's there, that's like the highest honor and the coolest thing so that was really special dakota who are you texting i'm actually texting jared young right now oh okay do you want to talk really quickly about the uh angels rockies, rockies. game 23-0 after four when do you take your starters out then immediately say how many bench guys we got let's put some oh, pictures in the, outfield. in the whole game against or yeah or like hey do you ask like hey like Mickey Moniak and who's the other one? Renfro? Do they both go five for five? Like, do you ask, like, hey, do you want to keep going? Like, you probably yeah. ask, yeah. I mean, veteran guys, you ask. Yeah. Okay, you want to stay in this or you want to come out? But that was crazy. That was crazy. I mean, that's what did it finish? 25 1, 25 2, 25. Of course, Otani only has one hit, like you said. Tw- 25 to 1. Yeah, Shohei went one for seven. <laughs> Guy stinks. Renfro with five for five, four ribbies. Moniac, five for five, four ribbies. Fletcher, four for six, five ribbies. It's just a fun day at the ballpark. It's a nice day. Fletcher with a homer, too. Yeah, the, the weird part about it, I mean, there was, it's not like it's none, but like only five homers with 25 runs was kind of surprising to me. Like I would have thought there'd be like, oh, there was like eight home runs, nine home runs. A lot of knocks all over the ball yard there. Yeah. That's that'd be a good day at the yard for the boys. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we uh, give the people I, a screen time? I was going to bring up Charlie Culberson. I'm so off of that story. Why? So tell the, tell the story. Hold on, Tom. Tell the story. Tom. Yeah. So Charlie Culberson's on was on the Braves. Play was on the team for 28 games, and then on Father's Day, his dad scheduled to throw out the first pitch. He is DFA'd. They need to bring up another catcher. He's DFA'd. But the most important part of the story, which I didn't really see getting reported that much, and when I looked it up, I could not believe this because I saw one beat reporter say, and I was like, this can't be true. He did not get into a single game in 28 games. He was on the roster for basically a full month and did not play in the game. The Braves. How is that? How is that even possible? I did he do something to Brian Snitaker. Did he like insult him when he came up? He was like, oh, like, I can't wait to start every game. Like, what? How happened? do you not say, like that guy can play any position? How was there not a pinch run situation? Like, hey, Charlie, need you. Or even like, hey, we're down 10. Like, go play right field for the last yeah, two what? innings. Like, we're just going to take out our starter. Like, go, go play some innings. Like, go get in a bat. I don't, I don't know how it happens. I don't know. I, I like, you only have four guys on the bench. But me and Ian said, Zach, I said, it's kind of the dream. Like, it's like being a backup quarterback. Like, you're getting I the mean, money. There's no pressure. You're check, just kind of hanging out. Cleared. That's two the, checks. The checks are clearing. Two checks. <laughs> the service time, it's, it's you know, yep. it's adding up. Yep. It's a, that's a bananas, banana story. I would like to know the longest amount of time somebody's been on the active roster without it, seeing. It's got to be that. Like, there's no way, right? There's no way anything's longer. Who knows? He's a good, he's a good player. Like good player. I'm pretty sure he was when I 
was in 17. We started the season when I was in triple ball with the OKC Dodgers. That team had some talent. Tom, I don't know if you can find the opening day roster for the 2017 OKC Dodgers, but I'm pretty sure Bellinger, Culberson, Taylor. Here you go. I got it. Yeah. Wow. Bellinger, Willie Calhoun, Chris Taylor, Culberson, Alex Fortugo, Trace Thompson, Brandon Morrow. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. This team's this was Baez there. So there were some relievers there too. It was Urias was there. Yeah, Drew Maggi, who's also got some time in the bigs. Yeah, but that roster is crazy. That roster was ridiculous. And then we played them in the playoffs in seventeen, and all of those guys were in the big leagues. Let's give the people screen time. I'm gonna have a high one. I might have a high one too. We had a show and go today. So you were just on your phone all day getting ready for the show and go or what? Dakota, before I mean, we uh before we do also Matt Crook for the Yankees had was it was called up, had to wait over almost two weeks to make his debut out of the bullpen. That's tough. Why, usually they try to get you in there early. Yeah, for I I he's a lefty, so maybe there it was a matchup thing, who knows, especially with the three batters, but he was I he was on like day twelve or thirteen, and then he finally made his debut. Um, do you have any thoughts on the Yankees that you want to give us before we do the screen time? Oh, right after they lost the A's, I'm good. We'll 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 check in next week. How's Aaron Hicks doing? That's it. That's all you got. You got nothing else. He said next time. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Down on the Yanks, huh? I got nine minutes for today because it's past midnight here in the East. <laughs> I had five nineteen. You gotta say you got. He's gotta say who we're presented by. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm a little yeah. disappointed in Tom for the doll we've got on the Yanks. They just lost to the fucking A's. I don't know what he wanted. Hey, you know what they did, though? They put up 11 on Alec Manoa today. Yeah, did he, in no, the GCL. We could have talked about that. That was got some prospects coming up. You know who was there? Friend of the pod, Scott Efros, was at the game, scouting the young talent, seeing if we got any future Yankees down there. Tom, what a day for you. Oh, that's Ian's. Damn. Brought to you by Sloan. The world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems companies at the forefront of the green building movement and provides smart, sustainable, and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water efficient products such as flushometers uh, for ins- commercial, ins- industrial, and institutional markets worldwide. To learn more, visit Sloan.com. I'm laughing because someone yelled flushometer at me today during the game and it cracked me up. It cracked me up. Somebody said, I can't remember what the line was, but it was something. Let's get a flush meter out here. And it was it was really good. And it gave me a chuckle during the way go today. Um Dakota, what's your screen time? 358. Whoa, nice. Hell hell of a day. Great day. 327 for me. I had a I thought I had more than that. Zach? 519. 519. That is <clears throat> gross. Tom? 640. 640 for Tom is way better than your 519, Zach. Sorry about it. And I, th- it looks I, like I, I, fell I woke up at 7.30. What are we going to do? Looks like I, also, I fell asleep with my phone on because I have four hours on, or two hours and 44 minutes on that uh, the article I sent you guys, the the one from the Giants, which I'm going to go ahead and did not read for two hours. Must have been a tough article to read, uh, huh, Tom? I got I got a, I don't know. Listen, Tom. that Illinois State Education, we, we, we read birds know how to read. That's episode 165 of the Compound Podcast brought to you by Parse Rum. Go to Benny's. Go to... Wherever you get your liquor, ask for Parse. 
Kellum, The Compound Sent You. We'll see you next week.